When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience and my talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Holly Roberts joins us for hour one of our show. Holly, Holly, Polro. Polro, yeah. Steve's trying to make that a thing. Holly, uh, just so that we don't catch you off guard at 9.30, did you hold up your end of the bargain with the assignment of finding some pop culture touchstone movies that you will unveil or that you'll say out loud at 930 and I will tell you if I've watched them or not. Sure do. Oh, boy. OK, so that means that uh, we it's this is going to be day one of, uh, you know, the Stevie Boy Film School or the pop culture you should watch. Whatever. We don't know what to call it yet. We'll but come we're up with something. something. That's it, coming up at yeah, 9.30. We're beta testing. I mean, we really want to figure out what you have seen. Yes. As far as like, the, you know, I don't even want to call them the classics, but, you know, the pop culture iconic type of movies. Yeah. The, the ones that are referenced in conversation, the ones that, you know, you just should have a working understanding of. Yes. And I, I think what might be revealed, who knows? I haven't seen the list. I don't know. Maybe I'll crush it today. But there are a lot of things that I am able to reference without having seen the movie, but not all of them. Like, I wasn't able to do that with Stand By Me, which I just saw over the weekend. I wouldn't have known. Hell, I didn't even know Jeremy Jeremy O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Was in it. Yeah. Right. Well, he looks drastically different as an adult. Boy, he looks so good now, huh? Yeah. And he was cute then. He was cute then, but he's just very different. Anyway. Uh, Jeremy Renner... Has returned home, in case you haven't heard, late on, I guess it was Monday night, he replied to a Twitter post from uh, the official Mayor of Kingstown account about the series season two premiere, and he basically said that he, outside of his brain fog in recovery, I was excited to watch episode 201 with my family at home. Okay. That's very, uh, that's very hopeful. It sounds like he's... I mean, if he's well enough to go home. Yeah. I know he had two surgeries. He said he was missing his happy place before that, before he returned home. And that happy place, of course, is his place in Tahoe. Uh, So, yeah, that's great news. I I would love when he's feeling better to see him sit down with someone for an interview. Mm. Maybe even not a televised interview, but maybe he'll do, you know, a lengthy article. I don't know. What do you want to hear from him? I want to know, first of all, why he has such a big piece of equipment. I would like to know everything. Like, how long has he had that place? Who was he helping? Um, what Does were he remember? your exact Does he remember? injuries? Yeah. Right. 
Um, what were you told about your injuries? Hmm. How are you feeling? How how much longer is your recovery going to be? I, I I would imagine he's just going to be going in and out of the hospital. Now, here's an interesting thing, um, and we're happy to hear that he's home and recovering. If I told you tomorrow, Holly Roberts booked Jeremy Renner on the show, and it's just one-on-one. It's you and Jeremy. You get 10 minutes to get any questions you want answered. Take the interview? Yeah. Because you hate interviews. I don't hate interviews as much as I'm kind of done with interviews. Yeah. I'm over it. They've lost their luster. Yes. I used to be the queen of interviews. Whoa. Like, I would... I mean, I loved them. I loved them. Yes. I researched them. I was excited about them. Um, and after doing so many for so long, yeah, I'm old and tired, man. I'm not arguing with you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just the zest isn't there. But this is something that's of great public interest. Radio's a little tough too. Like a phone interview is a little difficult because you don't see them, and so right. you don't. Just in terms of the flow, they're always a little clunkier. Whereas now, if you go to host Howard Stern, mm-hmm. see that's an abbreviation for his name. I like H O S T. Get it, Donna? Sure. He's got them in studio, right? He and sees a lot them. of our interviews were in studio as well. Oh yeah, because you were it, back in the good old it days. It was fifty-fifty. You know, it was fifty percent in. You know, people were coming through to promote movies at the Mall of America. There were. Artists who had shows that night in town, so they would stop at, you know, the radio stations. Yeah. Yeah, I um, think an in-studio radio interview is the best interview. A phone or it would go like this. In-studio radio interview, both people in studio, the best. TV interview, both people in studio, second best. Radio interview as a phoner, third best. What I really hated was, oh my gosh, I can't remember what you call it. They're they're on a line. They're not on a phone line. Okay. And there was always um, an awkward pause. So you would, we're in natural conversation. You might jump in and say something and it overlaps, but it's natural. Yes. Whereas when you have those types of interviews, like a satellite interview. If you midway through their answer are like, oh, yes, then they'll stop and say, what? Oh, no, no, uh, oh, no, no. I was just saying, ahead. oh, I was just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you keep going. Yeah, it's Brutal. awkward. It's Brutal. Awkward. But you know what I notice about that type of thing now? I don't know what they use in television, but it's the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're doing an interview with Kelly and Ryan, right? How dare you? <laughs> Leave <laughs> Hashtag too soon. Yeah. Um, or even, like, watching a news uh, broadcast, when they go to someone live. Yes. You can see the reporter standing there, waiting, waiting. Yeah. We already heard the question. Yep. Then it's two, three, four. Thank you, Lester. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. I know. Brutal. I said it didn't matter I if they it. were talking with someone in uh, Aviv, Afghanistan or, yeah. or right down the street on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Right. Always a delay. It just it just feels a little awkward, but I know that now it's becoming the, the norm for us and we're just accepting of it. We're like, okay, there's always going to be a pause. It's going to be weird. I'm going to read something about TikTok now. Okay. Big news today. This might be getting kind of real. Maybe kind of slowly, but truly. The University of Texas at Austin, one of the largest public universities in the nation. Yeah, beautiful school. Banned TikTok from its Wi-Fi and across its wired networks yesterday. What? Uh, The university is complying with Texas Governor Greg Abbott's recent decision to forbid state employees from having the app on government-issued devices. 
Um, and let's see here. Government officials all the way up to President Biden, who last month signed legislation and that banned TikTok from federal devices, are on the edge about the national security and privacy concerns around the app, which is owned by China's ByteDance. In the past year, ByteDance has admitted to tracking journalists who cover it and accessing U.S. TikTok user data data from China. Wow. That's you know that's, that's a, a big deal. Not only that, but it's also bipartisan, so it doesn't feel right. as you know agenda e. It seems right. like you've got both Republicans and Democrats concerned donkeys and elephants, if you will. Right, that's Thank their symbols. You. Both concerned, and I just wonder. Now you could still be at University of Texas at Austin and use your own cell phone right. service. You know your own five G or whatever right. to access it. But it's just interesting that it seems like something to keep an eye on. My question would be for the crystal ball. 18 months from now, do we look back at this and say, oh, that's right. People were doing that for a little bit. Or do we say, oh, that's when the band started. Like, does TikTok team too big to go away? Good question, Steve. They said that about Vine. Mm. Remember Vine? Oh, look what she's doing. Six seconds at a time. Mm. Right. So wow. we'll keep our eye on that. And by we, I mean other institutions who cover news and we'll read their stories. <laughs> when we come back, I have a couple of, I have a vulnerable moment that happened last night with T. While like attem- T-E-A? T-E-A. Okay. Attempting to make it. And uh, I went through polar swings of, have I been making it wrong the whole time? Or did I just make it wrong this time? I'll explain what I did and then what I learned. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Another day, another vulnerable moment here on My Talk 107.1. Where talk is fun. It is. We get stopped on the street and they say, hey, guys. Hey, man. Thanks. Thanks for the fun. Thanks for the fun. How come you guys are doing this? And so thanks. <laughs> it's so weird. So I'm on a day two of a cleanse. Thank you guys for asking. It's just It's the Skinny Biatch three-day smoothie cleanse. I've done a variety of these before. It's funny. I had somebody uh, sending me memes through Instagram, sliding into my DMs. Some listener, I don't even know this person, and they're just hitting me up right around New Year's because they know how my mind works. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, I thought you might enjoy this. And it said, a doctor explains how cleanses work. Step one, they don't. And I was like, okay. All right, pal. Was it Phil? Uh, No, it wasn't Phil. Was it Brian? It wasn't Brian. And it wasn't Ron. God knows he doesn't have an Instagram account, so I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I've done a few of these before. This uh, skinny, it's actually called, you know, skinnybitch.com. But anyway. Sh- uh, Is it Bethany's products? No, that's Skinny Girl. Oh, yeah, it's not. Well, how dare you call her the B word? I know. Well, I just Bethany assumed. Franco, you're talking about. Um, but anyway, I, I did this. And the first time that I did this, this smoothie detox, so to speak, whatever you want to call it. In those three days, I lost eight pounds. The next time I did it, I lost like seven pounds. Now, I grant you, half of this is going to be water weight and, you know, you're going to it's you're going to rebound and everybody's body will be different in how you react to it. But the reason I'm doing it is more so just because I was looking down at my stomach. See, we have these mirrors at my house and they uh, really tell no tales, right? They're just like, this is what your body is. And so I was like, okay, the stomach needs to change. So this is a quick way for me to just feel like I can move my body again, like I can get it to change, even though I know it's kind of fake weight loss. That's why I'm doing all that to say. On this, you make a one 
64-ounce smoothie. You just pretty much fill a blender. You got oh, kale, I see. parsley, okay. mint, lemon, an apple, frozen mango, a pinch of salt. That's pretty much okay. it. That sounds good. And you drink that all day. And you drink it all day. And they want you to sip it. They don't want you to chug it because they're trying to um, keep your insulin at a steady rate. They don't want any spikes in blood sugar. And that helps to increase burning fat, blah, 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 Got whatever. Cause, and they say in the thing, look, this is like if you got a wedding this weekend and you're not sure if you can fit the dress anymore, here, do this. Anyway. Sounds real healthy. <laughs> they say you can drink coffee. And I had coffee with half and half yesterday morning. Uh, whatever. And they say you can have tea. And I thought, oh, you know, that'll be nice. Give me something flavored at the end of the day. So I go to make tea. And I thought, I don't want to get a kettle out. I'm not a pilgrim. I want tea and I want it now. So then I look up online how to make tea in the microwave. Just because I wanted to know how long am I supposed to put it in there for. I pull up multiple <laughs> recipes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're being vulnerable. Remember, we need to safe keep place. This. Safe Thank place. You. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I look. I'll, up... I'll laugh internally. <laughs> I can laugh out loud. Okay, Go yeah. ahead. A little more support wouldn't hurt. But <laughs> how to up... heat water? Oh, no! <laughs> I mean, just hang on. Let me explain. I look up how to make tea in the microwave, <laughs> and it says multiple different sites, like two or three different ones. Okay, said. To put in one to two tablespoons of water. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> and then I read another one. I was like, how much water can I put in tea in the microwave? And nothing was. And then I finally get a result that was a step forward, which said five and a half ounces. And I was like, okay. I get five and a half ounces because I was like, I'm not going to do this tablespoon or two tablespoons. No, of but water I love thing. that you're measuring it. Well, just throw some water in a coffee cup and throw it in the microwave. I measured it in this little measuring cup that we have when we're measuring out milk for Dev. It was a whole thing. And I was like, boom, five and a half ounces. This is the most I could get. The other one said one to two tablespoons. <laughs> I what? make it. I put it in the microwave. It says 30 seconds, 50% heat, whatever. First of all, that wasn't long enough. My microwave sucks. So then I had to put it in longer. I get my tea out. And I look down in this mug, and it was a slightly bigger than normal mug, but it wasn't like a big, like a souvenir mug from Chan Ass and Dinner Theaters. It was a mug. <laughs> it's, a, it's a coffee mug. And I look in, and it's like, hello down there. Way down at the bottom is water. So then I go through this thinking of, have we Americans been drinking tea wrong this whole time? Have we been overfilling our mugs because we're Americans and we're gluttonous and more is more? And I thought maybe this is it. Maybe we are actually the correct way to have tea is like espresso is enjoyed. Less liquid, more potent. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Enjoy. Taste the tea. Taste the coffee. Taste the bean. Taste the tea. My wife comes home and I say, you know, 
This is how much tea they're telling me to put in. Look at this video. I took a video of it. It's on my Instagram. I took a video of it. Oh, my God. You posted it. in my Instagram story because I was genuinely asking questions. I said, is this how we're supposed to have tea? Tell me if I'm wrong. And I was prepared for people to say, yes, you idiot. No one should be filling tea up the whole way. Lou comes home. I said, well, this is how we're supposed to be drinking tea, I guess. This is what the Internet said. And I said, I overfilled it. It said one to two teaspoons or tablespoons. Can you believe that? She said, no, I can't believe that. <laughs> so then I open up the website again, and I go through the steps. Oh, God, I'm scared. Apparently, I had skipped the step that said, you put a little bit of water in, you put the tea bag in, put it in the microwave, heat it up. Then allow it to steep for a minute or two. And then you fill the rest of the cup up to the brim with hot water. My point is, It turns out you are supposed to have tea the normal way with the normal amount of water. But there was a moment in time, 15 minutes of my life last night that I thought, I wonder how many other people don't know that this is how you're supposed to drink tea. And a good eight minutes of ours that we'll never get back. (laughs) Relatable. You get how this could happen, right? No, I really don't. I've never in my life heard of somebody going to look for a YouTube video on how to make a cup of tea. It was blogs, several blogs. Oh my God, even worse. Lou and said, PS, had I been home sucks. while this I happened, tea. tea was good. It's all after tasty. I don't like it. It was good. I liked it. But Lou was disappointed and she said, had I been home when you started looking, right? It's like leaving kids gone. Like, right. uh, all right, guys. Like, I'm going to make the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> exactly don't worry. Right. Yes. And like, Bob, and it's so to... hard to eat. You didn't put any water in it, you idiot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was like that. So I went through truly. I was I was prepared to come in here. There was a time yesterday I was prepared to come in and say, we've been drinking tea wrong this whole time. And then about 15 to 20 minutes later, I realized I had just skipped number step four and the directions on all these sites, which was then fill up your tea. That's just a way to, I guess, steep it quicker in the microwave. I don't know. Point is, the tea was decent. <clears throat> and we're out of time. <laughs> Questions. Uh, oh my gosh. My if plate. you didn't have a wife, I wonder how far you'd make it in life. Also, had to go to the post office yesterday. Holy Hannah. Was it busy? It was, it was a little busy. It was, you know, a Tuesday after closed on a Monday. But golly, I don't know what I'm doing in those places. <laughs> I go up and I'm like, look, I just need these letters to go to Utah. And they're, I'm like, the event, can I get an individual stamp? Can you just put something on it? Can we Is certify this? What's in Utah, your other wife? <laughs> I have to send payments <laughs> oh, right. to, to all of them. Right, okay. Yeah. So what was your problem at the post office? Uh, nervousness. Posted? And just, if you take an envelope and you've written the address, I don't know if I'm ever writing the address right, and then I put my return address in the upper left-hand corner. Right. And then I just said, I need to send this now. How? What do we have to do to get this sent? It's so like they you're have to a provide the stamp. You just got unfrozen. <laughs> they have to provide the stamp, and then I certified those sons of biatches. So it was like four bucks each, man. You certified them, so you're going to make someone have to sign for them. That is correct. I did not realize that until I realized until I did it. But oh, it's wow. the IRS, and they said that they oh, do okay. sign. All right, it. that's great. I don't know. Oh wow, this world is a lot for me. <laughs> when we come back. The movies I haven't seen. It'll be embarrassing. Great. That's nice. I know how to do things. Um, I know how to help you save money on your insurance. That I am confident in. You can go to thecanopygroup.com. What if you save like 800 bucks 
this week. Like, bada bing, bada boom. We had one uh, my talker said, hey, I didn't just save 800 I saved over $1,200 when I reached out to the Canopy Group. Easy, thecanopygroup.com. How do they do it? Well, they have a team of some 40 specialists who are working there. They want to connect with you. And then they take your situation and say, here's what we've got. 16 different, 16 different insurance companies that we work with, we've formed relationships with, and now we will take your situation to them and we're going to make them, the insurance companies, fight it out for you to earn your business, which means they're going to be fighting it off and bringing their premiums down, finding out uh, how can we give them the best coverage that they've had. Your coverage is going to get better and it's going to be at the best price you can get. You can start saving some real money today. Was saving money one of your resolutions? You're just a click away. Thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. All right. The time has come. We're going to put Steve on the spot. Welcome back to the show, by the way. It's the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Holly Roberts hangs with us for hour one every day. Lucky us. And uh, Holly was disappointed recently when I started showing my cards in regards to the pop culture, iconic movies that I have not seen. There were a couple times within the last week where, Holly, you know, we have this video where we can all see each other. Holly fell right out of frame. Just disappointment moved her body to a different part of the studio. She was so overcome. Tragic. It's just tragic. And and you're really well-watched. You know, you are a person who I bet has watched a lot of the cultural touchstone TV shows and movies. So we, in many ways, are polar opposite in this regard, and I think this could be depressing for all of us. Oh, my God. Well, look, I'm not the only one who is depressed, Steve, because I got calls <laughs> what? from folks no. being like, I literally spit out my coffee what? when Steve hadn't said he hadn't seen X. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I saw yeah. Stand By Me last weekend, which got me started. So that, And your point is, Holly, not that you necessarily love all of these movies, but that you can confidently understand when they're brought up in conversation, can reference them, etc. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So Holly has put together um, a list, kind of like an unofficial uh, uh, film school. And this is not the AFI list. This isn't, I don't think, like a Citizen Kane kind of a list. This is just movies. We're going to check to see if I've seen them. And then we will come up at the end of this segment with an assignment from one of the movies that I haven't seen. I have to finish another one by Monday. Exactly. Okay. And Donna has added to this list, too. So this is a combined effort. Donna. Sorry. But her list is good. It's good. I showed it's it good. to Holly. She goes, no, that, that's good. Yes. Yeah. And it's probably things that she was going to put on the list anyway. But Holly will go through her list. Okay. Well, so I heard you, Steve, yesterday and the day before. Thinking that 1993 and 1994 was a very good, sweet spot for movies for you because you referenced not only Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. but The movie. Sandlot. Yes. Oh my oh, God. So, so I feel good. like, let's start off with a movie from 1993 that we got to check okay. Okay. to see if you watched Come on, Steve. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Steve, have you seen Jurassic Park? I have seen Jurassic yes. Park. Yes. Okay. And- it's uh, it's one of my early theater memories too. That uh, seeing that movie in the movie theater, so and I was cool. probably nine going on to ten. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's the perfect age. Oh, okay, too. great, yes. great. You've seen All right, it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Boom. Leonard Maltin over here. Let's not get crazy. All right. More Gene Shalit. <laughs> God rest his soul. How about that? He's mustache? still alive. No. Oh my Are God. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh. Usually I say that as a joke. I actually thought he passed a few years ago. <laughs> Nope. Look up Gene Shalit, No, nope, he's still out there. I think he's passed. No. 
He no. passed. Gene Shalit has passed away. Oh, no. I'm right. This is what people are going to say about me in five years. I've actually heard a couple people already say it. <laughs> uh, come on. No, he, he passed, sadly. No, he's... No, I'm right. 90, I'm right. He's 96. Donna? Yeah. Confirmed? Yeah. Unbelievable. That is wonderful news, everyone. <laughs> that is... And I would just have you know, Holly, there was a time like a year and a half ago where... And sadly, he has since passed, I think. But um, Bob Dole came up in conversation, and I said, God rest his soul. And about 30 seconds later, producer jumped into my ear and said, Bob Dole is alive. And we were on live television at that point, which just felt like... Were you like, this just in? I said, you know what? We've got an update. Uh, So anyway, that's great. All right, moving on. Donna. Um, Oh, okay, ready? Um, Here we go. Um... Let's go with The Lost Boys. Never seen it. In fact, um, that's a Corey Feldman one, right? Yeah. Can we argue that I kind of already saw it since I saw Stand By Me? Can I kind of reference them all? I bet you it sounds like the same kind of thing. We're just going to put it in the reserve pot here for you. Um, Who else is in that? Uh, Is Corey Hayman that? Um, no, uh, Jason Patrick. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, again, another Kiefer. Yes. Um... Were these, were these like but done by the same director? Oh, the or other Corey was in it too, wasn't he? I was wondering if Corey Haim was in it. Yeah, I think he was. I cannot confirm nor deny that. God yeah. rest his soul. Corey it's a Haim. really, it's a, it's a cute movie. Nineteen eighty-seven movie with blood-sucking vampires. Yeah, it, it's mm, it's kind of a comedy. <laughs> Jamie Gertz is in it. Um, Corey Haim is in it. Is it? Sure. Uh, what's it rated? R. R. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, so kind of like Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of scary. With vampires. Okay, all right. right. So that, that's on the list. All right, that's it. on the list. Okay, great. All, all right. right. All right. So, Steve, we're checking to see what movies, pop culture classic movies, Steve has actually seen. Now, I need to know, Steve, if you have seen the original Die Hard. Have you watched? I did see the original Die Hard, and I only saw it about... I don't know, five or seven years ago when I was like, oh my God, I've done this before where I thought, wow, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. And so I watched it for that, uh, for that very purpose. Great. So you get it. Yeah. Okay. Dang. All right. Uh-oh. All right. Can Kings I throw one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tropic Thunder. I have seen Tropic Thunder. I'm surprised that oh, makes okay. your list. Okay. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. I've seen Tropic Thunder. Okay. What do good. you mean? You people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would go over today, but yeah, yeah, not yeah, great, yeah. But. All right, Holly. All right, another movie. Uh, Steve, uh-huh. have you seen the movie Fight Club? Have you seen Fight Club? Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. Yes, oh, I've yes. seen Fight Club. Oh, Steve, you're yes. doing better All than right. we thought. Yeah. Brad Pitt's yeah. not there the whole time. He's like a ghost or something. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah, really. All right, here we go. I'm crushing this. The Big Lebowski. So half. I started watching it, wasn't loving it. Yeah, <laughs> I felt me. the and same I was like, way. Okay, and then I just sort of went about my apartment in Anaheim, California, and started doing other things. So like I don't know how it in ends. A load of whites. Yeah. Uh, I think there's paint. Is there a guy painting on a wall at some point? Is there a guy suspended from strings painting on a wall? Well, no. He, there's a he, woman who's an artist. Okay. And maybe in in one of the scenes, yeah, because Julianne mm-hmm. Moore is an right, artist in that. Right. Okay. It's a vibe movie. But that's yeah. the thing with the Big Lebowski. You just you just go in and you experience it and you let it happen. I think that would need to go on the list because I cannot tell you 
much at all about it outside okay. of it was Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. Okay. That's all I oh, know. got it. Oh. And like, I just know it's something about like a Moscow mule or something or a, a, a white Russian. White Russian. I have no right, idea what see, that means, but I don't great. know what that means when people say that. Hey, man. You need to watch it then. <laughs> all, right. all right. So that's on the list. That's on the list. It's okay. on the list. By the way, any Coen Brothers movie, very, well, very bad. Bad for me. Hmm, all right. We'll get to something else. Steve, all right, now, a next movie. We're checking to see if Steve has watched these movies. Steve, have you watched Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yep. thank again, God. Thank no. you. Oh. And I just watched, uh, there again, I just watched it a few years ago because I felt this pressure to watch it. That was the same reason I watched The Godfather Part 1. Sucked. Because <gasps> um, I felt the pressure to watch it. Okay. I'm going to go there. Donna. Fargo. Is the Big Lebowski by the Coen Brothers? Yes. So, same thing <laughs> that happened with the Big Lebowski happened with Fargo. Um, I bailed pretty quick. I remember there was blood in the snow early on. There was hooker number two played by our dear friend Melissa Peterman. Did you ever even see that scene? Yes. Okay. But she knows that I have not seen the I, movie and it has disappointed her. I think. And that is still true. Today, I still haven't seen it. Wow. I don't know You're anything. You're not a supportive friend. <laughs> that's going on the list. It. I was just murder. I know there was blood and snow, and that's all I know. Wow. I don't know how it ends. Is it a mystery? Do people die? You I know, know, my brother rates movies by how many Fargos he's going to give it. Yeah. Because that's the bar is set by Fargo. So wow. instead of Gary's or how many stars, how many movie tickets, he will give something three out of four Fargos. So that's going on the list. Yeah, on the list, on the list. All right, Uh, Steve, have you seen the movie Alien, the original Alien? No. Okay. No, never even thought about it. On the list. Never even thought. That's James Cameron? No. That's Ridley Scott. Yes. Nice. In space, no one can hear you scream. Sounds awful. Oh, it's amazing. Did James Cameron do Alien 2? He did Aliens with an S at the end. Oh, boy. Which is also great, but we need you to watch the first one. Is Aliens a part of the Alien story? Yes. Okay, so they're all mm-hmm. together. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <sighs> we'll so get I'm out of the I'm scary realm. I'm losing momentum here. Super bad. Never. Super bad. Never seen it. Oh McLovin, God. I know. I like, I know. Hey, McLovin. I hey, love Jonah Hill. this movie. Love it. Coming of age. It just reminds me. I feel like they they nailed it as far as hmm. my grow my you know my coming of age yeah. story. It's very similar. Loved it. All right, super bad's on the list, Holly. On the list. On the list. I'm uh, taking on a cold streak here. <laughs> let's see uh, if uh, we can add this to the list. Steve, have you seen the movie Clue, the '80s oh. adaptation of the classic board game? I don't even know if I knew there was one. <gasps> Never. Seen I didn't it. see it either, Holly. Oh. I know. You guys. Clue. Yes. Is it a good mystery? It's a fun, campy movie. It's like nice. Could I watch out. that one with my kids? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. Tim okay. Curry, Michael McKean, Madeline Kahn. Oh, oh I wonderful. love Madeline Kahn. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We only have time for like one more. One more. How about you each one do more one more? Yeah. Here we go. Right. Okay. Mine is The Breakfast Club. Yes. Yes. I did. And there again, it was that same time that I saw Die Hard. Um, I saw The Breakfast Club because it Great. felt like I just have to see this. All right. None of the other movies, though, like 16 Candles, no. Yeah, St. Elmo's okay. Fire, no. Well, that's a good one, too. No, that's the only Brat Pack one I've seen, I think. Okay. 
Gonna ask this last one, Steve, of you. We're gonna keep it in the comedies. Come on, Steve, you got this. Come on, Steve. Steve, have you seen When Harry Met Sally? <gasps> yes. Oh, yes, yes! I Okay, that's yeah. great. Right. I've seen Harry, when Harry met Sally, loved it. Loved New York in, uh, you know, that's a great one of like New York in Absolutely. the movies. You know what yep. I mean? Sweater really seasons. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six movies on this list. Holly, should we pick a movie for Steve to watch? Yes. By Monday? Yes. And then we'll do your Monday morning movie review. Okay. And then uh, what we could do is after I get through these movies, then we can do another round of, you know, Steve's film school where you guys give me some run through some other movies, uh, let you know up or down, and then we'll decide. This will be great. All right, Holly, you pick. It's. Do you see the list of what he hasn't seen? Uh-huh. I want you guys, both of you, to watch the movie Clue. Okay. Right. You know, let's go with the comedy. Okay. It's probably 90 minutes, no more, no oh, less. Whew, this is my kind of movie. Yeah. So, mm, easing into it. All right. And anybody else who wants to watch it along with us, you can. We'll talk about it on Monday morning. Um, we're watching Clue, the 1980s movie Clue. How okay, fun. Okay, that'll be fun. All right, Monday. We've got to come back with a report. We'll do that at 9.30 on Monday morning. How about that? Love that. Um, when we return, Donna found... Video. We hate to use the name Karen. We're trying to restore the name Karen. Donna found a video. There's a video going viral of a woman at a Panera voicing her displeasure. I haven't heard this yet. We'll all listen to it. And then decide who's right and who's wrong in this situation. We'll get into that next. When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. 107.1. Where talk is fun. I'm having fun. You guys having fun? Oh, yeah. People are clapping and stuff. I've seen some people walking past the hall. Oh, yeah. They've got, like, um, noisemakers and everything. It's 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 really... I'm just surprised we made it in here. Unbelievable. We were Christy Yamaguchi and Nancy Kerrigan out there. Holy the cow, is it slippery. Yeah, right? Slick out there, friends. I was going to bring careful. my own salt. No, that's passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to do, like, a little confetti, you know, as I'm walking. Just for yeah. tailor it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Then we got snow coming tonight. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so tired. What a journey. It's been a very snowy winter. So far. What do you guys want me to do? It's been snowy. It's only January 18th, guys. Our snowiest month is March. I'm going to go. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay, this will be a fun little debate. Maybe there is no debate at all, but the internet is always ready for a debate. And this one has gone viral. Okay, there's a woman who posted a video of her exchange with a Panera Bread drive through employee. By the way, didn't even know they had drive throughs Anyway, this guy wouldn't take her order because her child was screaming in the car, okay? So okay. the exchange had already happened by the time she started filming, although the little girl still is, you know, screaming a little bit in the background. But what's interesting is that after the woman posted it, most commenters were on the side of the Panera guy. So, here's a little bit of the audio after the exchange. You are going to refuse to take my order because my child was screaming? 
Yes, I have the right to do that. If you're more than welcome to come inside or you can place an order online and we'll make it for you. And what is... Alright, well, I do have this on video and I will be emailing corporate because that's just like completely rude. I okay. cannot come inside because my daughter does not have shoes on. Do you understand that? No, man, I understand, but you're also more than welcome to order online as well. So you want me to take an extra 20 minutes and order online? That's not convenient to me. So I'd like you to take my order, please. Okay, I will be happy to take your order as long as your daughter is in the stream, all right? I think that's oh, a wow. pretty good decision on your part. Okay, I don't need this attitude. Hi, guys. Panera Karen. Just wanted to tell you that I will be <laughs> meeting with the area manager tomorrow at Panera. Um, I think I might go live. We'll see. But let's just say that he doesn't agree with the majority of the comments. Okay. I I have an opinion. It's not a strong opinion. Okay. But my opinion is that the guy is a jerk. The guy is a jerk. Sometimes you can't control what your kids are doing. And why are you faulting that person placing the order who's trying to give you business? That's I how I feel. Totally now, agree with you. I also don't like when parents let their kids run around like a restaurant and like go up to other people and start like. Totally agree with you there, but that's a totally different thing. Okay. So this is you're in the car, you're in a drive through and you're trying to order. And then it sounded like, I don't know the age of the child, but it didn't sound like a 12 year old who sounded was screaming like, in the right. back. It sounded like a toddler. And right. I would like Jimmy, who's working the window, to switch places. Let's go into the car. And see how effective you are at quieting the child. And now you're suggesting that just because the child is not quiet in a drive-thru. This isn't even like, hey, the child's running around the restaurant. They're right. in their car with money to pay for food. Right. Here's what you do, Jimmy. You give them food. You take the order and you give them food. If you okay. want to bitch about it later to your friends and say, oh, there was such a loud car. And I get it. I always say that my wife and I will have this this um, argument sometimes. She, the kid noises... If they're hollering, carrying on, whatever, in the background of a phone, or in this case, a drive through thing, mm -hmm. it's amplified. So to the woman in the car, it's loud, it's annoying, but she deals with it every day. Right. But to that guy, and to me, sometimes like I'll call my wife, and I'm like, i got to call you back. It sounds like a jungle over right. there. Right. And she's thinking, what? And then one time she called, and the kids, and she was like, it is so loud there. And I said, oh, this is what we're experiencing. So my point is, it sounds louder in a microphone. To the person who's hearing it on okay, the other end, not fair. with the child. But, you know, see, what if that was an infant just crying like crazy, like sometimes kids do on a plane or in church or uh, you know, yes. wherever? It's like, what or what can she do about it? Just give me my food so I can go quiet my kid. Let me take a different angle here. Um what if it was a child who had special needs? Absolutely. And had uncontrollable vocal outbursts right. and the, the, the parent was sort of hands tied at, at controlling that noise. Right. I just don't know. Uh, look, I'm choosing. I'm just staying calm. I'm staying calm. I'm peaceful. I'm on a cleanse. <laughs> but that dude is just 1,000%. It's just It's mean. It's like. In the wrong. And, and the thing is, the mother is probably like embarrassed to begin with. And that now he's making her feel even worse than she probably already feels. Yes. It's like, it, and the, but the point of getting to the point of refusing service, and it's my right if you got a if you got a child who's yeah. crying in the background or yelling in the background or doing whatever sort of yeah. Guess what? Toddlers do really annoying things all the time. Welcome to having kids. This is what they are. Right. They're human beings. And Jimmy at the window, you were once a toddler who had uncontrollable screams and all that. I always think this too with planes. It reminds me of plane behavior when you have a crying baby 
and then somebody is turning around looking at the like parent. with a dirty look. I want to lose my mind when I see that. And I want to uber protect those parents because I think you think you're annoyed. Do you think you solo traveler right. sitting with very few concerns? Right. Do you think that you the parents who are with the screaming banshee? We are always the most stressed out ones in that right. situation. You're trying to be like, oh, God, so get me my damn broccoli soup and wow. shutter. Yeah, exactly. Could uh, be an opportunity for kindness. Right. Sympathy. It, like, oh, boy, oh. this crying kid, this parent. He could have played hero. Well, yeah, there, he right? could have given an ice cream cone or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, clear, yeah, clearly yeah. this person having a moment. Yeah. Maybe right. I can make that alleviate this when, moment when for that person. When he said at the end, um, yeah, I will be happy to take your order if your child doesn't scream. I about every parent hears that and wants to lose their ever right. loving mind. I agree with you guys. Who's on the phone? I don't know. Let's, <clears throat> let's take it cold. We Who only cares? have a minute. All right. Uh, oh, Holly's screening it for us. She's oh, a professional. Wow. She's a professional. We don't do that. We never. We yeah. just, we don't care. I mean, unless you're our boss listening, of course. Yeah, if you're like. listening, then we do screen them, <laughs> and it's a super important part of what we All do. Right. Holly, who do we have? We have Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Well, we have Carrie, about 45 Hi, seconds. What say you? All right. Yes. All I wanted to say, I thought where Steve might be going with the one comment he made was um, with when things are that loud and that amplified, of course we didn't hear it on that portion because she didn't film there, but what if it was so loud and he couldn't hear her and all he kept saying was, just come inside, I can't hear you, I can't hear anything, there was a crying baby, just come in, and because we don't know how loud the baby was, we don't know if it was a constant drill that literally he could hear nothing yeah and it can be when you come through a microphone like that it really can be thank you so much for the call i think what he could have done there because when the audio that we were hearing Mm -hmm. is you could have said you know what it sounds quiet right now it's so tough to hear you before can you tell me your order quick i want to get it in for you sounds like exactly be nice i was on the phone with a cable company yesterday and the guy's kid was screaming in the background think i said anything not on the call nope not till after i hung up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go over there. We'll be back. Bye, Holly. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. We'll be right back.